Welcome to the show. My name is Chris Mitchell. I'm the host of the Buying and Selling Real Estate Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest with me. This guest has an outstanding success in the real estate field under multiple brokerages and in multiple markets. His company currently serves the Fort Worth, Weatherford, Granbury, and Houston areas. Welcome to the podcast, the broker and owner of Kirk McDonald Realtors, Kirk McDonald. Hey, Chris. How you doing? I'm good, sir. How are you doing today? Great. Let's let's kind of jump right into it. So, so Kirk, I guess the the first question folks want to know is, how did you how did you get started in in the real estate industry? That's a good one. <laughs> uh, I got into real estate actually in uh, 2004 after I left a, a job with an insurance company that I had for 21 years, and I moved to Granbury, and my wife and I opened a little gift store down in Granbury, did a bed and breakfast, mm-hmm. had all that. And we actually started flipping houses. Okay. And so from 2004 to late 2005, we were in the middle of flipping houses. And after doing several of those, we decided that we should probably get our real estate license and get rid of our realtor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Save, save that little percentage. Yeah. Yeah. So it all worked out. And, uh, so we got our license and, um, when, at the time, when I was in the insurance company, I was also president of a printing and marketing company in Fort Worth, mm-hmm. and I did the Hood County Real Estate Magazine. So from the magazine, I knew who was pretty much the uh, the top person, top producing person in uh, Granbury, which was a competitor at, at Keller Williams. Right, right. And um, so I decided that's where I would hang my license to kind of learn real estate and learn what, you know, how how they did it. Okay. And uh, so got into got into real estate and figured out that I ac- absolutely loved it. It was uh, probably something I should have been doing for years. Yeah, kind of a maybe a missed calling that, that didn't come calling again until right. later on. Huh? Right. So we uh, so we had a, uh, a, a real good time with it. I never actually flipped another house again when I started that. Interesting. And um, and so that moved on, and eventually I had met a uh, uh, another person in, at the real estate company that we became partners in a in an, in our own group. Mm-hmm. Still with Keller Williams? No, uh, well Keller Williams originally. We we ended up out, actually outgrowing Keller Williams uh, fairly quickly. We because uh, my I got my license in uh, May of two thousand six, and by February of two thousand seven, we had left that group and started our own. So you're, you're kind of the exception to, uh, to the rule They They say that, uh, typically it takes a little while to get started, but it sounds like you jumped in and, and it, took, off it took off. It was the right market. It was the right time and it was the right product that we had. Okay. Um, we, we took off and had a huge hit, huge hit our, our, our first year. And, um, so that that moved on. So I that went from 2007 to 2009, mm-hmm. and by 2009, um, I had decided that I was going to move my my business more back into the Fort Worth area mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. Granbury. The uh, we had gone through a, a pretty bad crash from 2008, and mm-hmm. uh, and luckily we su- we survived that in Granbury for a lot longer than they did in in Dallas Fort Worth. Uh, it took about another year to hit Granberry. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's just the market there was able to sustain it? Uh, just the types of, of the homes, types of buyers. 
Yeah, yeah. Most of our most of our audience were second home uh, waterfront buyers, okay. and that that just didn't slow down when everything else did. Uh, but it eventually caught up with us, like like uh, like everyone. Uh, so I got up and I and I decided I would I would take what I what I learned in Granbury and kind of apply it to Fort Worth. I was I was still partnered at the time I came up here mm-hmm. um, with my uh, my other partner and and started up here and and started kind of testing the water in Fort Worth and, and Fort Worth was not Granbury, you know. <laughs> um, it, uh, it it took a li- little bit to get started up here, but once I once I got in, it started it started really really taking off. Until uh, so I got to the point in 2012 to open my own brokerage. So okay. that's when I left everybody and opened up uh, Kirk McDonald Realtors, and it was basically my wife and I when we started up here, and uh, kind of one of those uh, two steps back, one step forward deal. Right. But it. Uh, but it worked out. It worked out well. Okay, awesome. So what year was that that you came up to Fort Worth and started the brokerage? 2012 was when I opened Kirk McDonald Realtors. 2012. So in 2012, it was it was you and your wife. How long was it before you brought on your first agent? It was at just a, a few months. Did you bring them on because you felt there was a need there, that business was getting bigger than it, you could handle? It, it, it already had. My, my wife at that time was handling a lot of the paperwork. And kind of doing a lot of the back end office, and my plate was starting to get full. So the the first thing that I needed to do was bring on my first buyer's agent. Okay. Which actually was a client of mine's sister. Oh, nice. That that had gone along and, and experienced some of the real estate process and liked it, and uh, did a career change, came into real estate, and and she took off. You know. Good. It. Good. So it just it just kept growing from there. We probably added a, a couple of agents every year. Mm-hmm. Today we're at twenty. Twenty agents. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I imagine are those twenty agents sort of spread across the, the areas you service? Right, because we our, our market expanded. So we, we went from Fort Worth. We we now have office uh, in Weatherford. Um, I have an office in Houston. I still have a large presence in Granbury, where it all started. Right. And my agents in the offices are spread out. We can go east. Far east of Grapevine, west mm-hmm. of Brock, okay, down to Houston, and you know, so we have a we have a pretty good uh, area. So you, you started as an individual agent, and it sounds like you quickly uh, got your broker's license, expanded, created your own brokerage, uh, and then at that point started hiring hiring agents to become a, a part of Kirk McDonald Realtors. What's the most challenging part, would you say, in running running a brokerage? Managing the people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a lot easier when it's just one, right? You know, so um, now I'm I'm in more of a administrative role, you know, kind of monitoring. I mm-hmm. uh, I mentor my agents, okay, and so that uh, we have a, we have a very set way of doing things, mm-hmm. and um, and I make sure everybody's on board. We're very much into automation to help the agents, you know. So we try to get as much as that manual process removed. Because a lot of agents out there are wondering how to blow their business up similar to, to what you did. What did what was your, your secret sauce? <laughs> Lots of people have asked it and I have I have shared it with many of what I what I did. At the at the time that I got into real estate, I was a little older than I would prefer to be getting into real estate. Right. And uh, you know, after just finishing a twenty one year career, 
in another job, it, I didn't have a lot of time, you know, to, to get the thing going. So what I did is I took a lot of the experience that I had with, with uh, marketing um, that I've learned over the years and I brought it into real estate. And so that meant bringing in a substantial amount of funds to run this, which is how it started. So in order for me to do what I did in the, in the beginning to get it launched, it took a substantial investment, you know, to get there. Mm-hmm. And, and the investment, the investment did pay off. My first seven months when I broke brokerage with uh, Keller Williams, mm-hmm. we did $22 million. Oh, wow. $22 million in seven months. Seven months. Okay. And so kind of gives you an idea of, of what, what the numbers look like mm-hmm. at that time and what it took to get it there. And uh, I became a, a huge, huge supporter of Zillow, Realtor.com. To get started, mm-hmm. that grew my business to where now about thirty percent of my business is all referral. You know, so we've got tons of, of, of repeat clients in Zillow. I'm I'm in the I'm in the top one percent in the nation in Zillow. Mm-hmm. We have over three hundred and forty five star reviews, which you can uh, go online and read those. Have you received a lot of calls or, or business from based on on those reviews from from across the country? So we get uh, a lot, of, a lot of people. You know, this is a re- this is a re- review driven society. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife and I, we don't even go to a restaurant that we haven't read a review on it. Right. So everything, everything is reviews. We are very, very big in that, and so I get, I get review, I get uh, referrals from agents in in other states that are that are looking for top producers in the area, and they're doing it through Zillow and Realtor and. You know, and the such, and so I, I get a lot of that. I get a lot of client calls, sellers and buyers both, right. based strictly on reviews. And you can uh, you can go online and read those. Where, where where can they find those online? If if you go to uh, com, you'll see the the whole team, see everything we've got. All of my agents are listed there with their own reviews. So it's a uh, it's a good resource. So let's let's talk a little bit about the the market and what I want to focus on because I, I think you said that Granberry is kind of its own own beast. Let's talk more about the Fort Worth uh, BFW for kind of the local local area. You know, in, in 2006, 7, 8, we had the, the, the crash where prices kind of dipped and a lot of agents got out of the business. Uh, a lot of properties went into to foreclosure. And then since we've had a, an increase, a sharp increase in, in the market as, as far as uh, prices and converting from a buyer's market into a seller's market. Do you feel like that's going to go on in, into to 2019? No, I think it's starting to turn now. Okay. So we've, we've had a really good run. We've had a you know eight, nine-year run of a, of a good, strong seller's market. Mm-hmm. Um, and we started seeing signs that it was starting to change a few months back when you know the prices can't keep climbing forever. And uh, we started seeing a little bit of pushback from appraisers. We're starting to see properties on the market longer price adjustments. So I think we're at the at the cusp of the market swinging over to a buyer's market. Um, and it'll probably take most of 2019, I think, to establish that. As far as from the from buyers and sellers perspective, because we, we do want to give sort of some, some information to our, our listeners, which are, are going to be primarily buyers and sellers. How do you think the market swing or the market change is going to affect? Let's let's first talk on the on the seller side. 
what can they expect? So, for instance, if they have a house that they're either wanting to sell, either for sale by owner or with an agent, what can they expect from today's real estate market? Well, the first thing that they need to do is is price themselves accordingly. Mm-hmm. The the days of everything going up, 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 I think, are, are coming to an end. Okay. And, and you really, really need to be competitive when you're pricing. To get ahead of the ball is going to cost you time mm-hmm. uh, and cost you more money in the long run. So I would I would definitely make sure that I'm that I have all my information and I am not pricing above market okay. for a seller, um, and that should help them. Okay. Do you see that on the sellers the seller side of, of things? Do you see that the marketing that the agents have traditionally done over the past couple of years? Do you see that that's going to end up have to end up changing in order to attract more buyers to that property? Yes. Yeah, I, th- I think that uh, more detail is going to have to be put um, online about the property. You know, every everyone is searching online. You know, the days of driving around in your car are pretty much, you know, over. Mm-hmm. So, right. I, I would I would make sure that my my listing had everything available about the property. Okay, you know, to put as much information as possible out there so people can make the right decision and make your property stand out. You know, there's there's tons of brokerages out there that all have different marketing strategies and, and tactics. What's some of the things that Kirk McDonald Realtors uses to sort of either differentiate yourself or increase that presence in, in the buyer's perspective? Uh, several things. And, and we have brought all of our systems in-house, you know. So okay. we have an in-house photographer that uh, will, will handle all of your all your photography for the property. We do a... Um, a 3D model mm-hmm. of your of your house. This is all this is all in in house. That uh, we create uh, blueprints, floor plans for your house. Mm-hmm. Um, every, every every possible thing like that, where people can really get a good feel of what the property's like. Right. And and with the 3D model, it allows it allows our buyers to be able to literally walk through the house before ever seeing it. Okay. Nice. So it probably reduces some of those. Looky loo type uh, right. buyers. Get you um, more, more, more to a serious buyer than just a looker. So you, you talked about the the photos. So I've bought houses in, in the past, and I've looked at photos on online uh, of properties, and and really, that's sort of the the first impression that a buyer would get of of a property sort of making that determination of if this is something they want to see in person or, or not. What I've run across on, especially some of the, the popular real estate searching sites out there is I've, I've run across really good photos. I've run across photos that looked good, but made the room appear larger than it actually was. And then I've also run across what I call the iPhone special photos. Tell us about the, the photos that, that your in-house photographer takes. Are they, for instance, if I were to look at, at one of their photos versus an iPhone photo, what what no, what differences would I would I notice? You would see much more detail in our photos. You know, the um, uh, an i an iPhone photo. If you and lots of agents use them. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very narrow view of a room. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you're gonna if if what if what you're interested interested in seeing is the corner of a room, it's a great device for that. Right. Um, if you want a true representation of the room, you have to use the right equipment. Mm-hmm. And 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 our our photography does that. And it's also making sure that it's a good representation of the 
the colors in, in the room. Right. You know, and you just can't take it with a single photo. You know, so our our photos are layered with uh, different different f stop settings mm-hmm. and and blended. Okay. So you get you get a real deep look on a photo mm-hmm. with ours than you do with just a standard traditional photography and and uh, and iPhone. Yeah, and I'm I'm assuming that most agents uh, who use iPhone photos probably don't want to put the time effort or probably cash into yeah it's expense it's there's a there's a there's a lot of expense in doing it right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know let's talk about for sale by owners for sale by owners which are sellers who want to sell the property themselves and not enlist the help of an agent to to market the property to other agents or other buyers so in, in the past that's been something that may have been advantageous to a to a seller they may have been able to put the their property online and and get offers within days if it was priced right, a good location, good condition. How do you see that changing as the market changes? I think it's changing now, uh, and, you, and you're right. It it was very easy for a for a uh, for sale by owner to get it out there. We were in multiple offers on properties across the metroplex. Mm-hmm. Those days are, are going to be a little tougher, and and there's a there's a lot of, of uh, downfalls to having a for sale by owner. To, you know, in addition to just time on the market. What's what's going to be happening? You know, you've got uh, there's there's a lot to real estate contracts that you need to understand. Right. You need to know who is coming in your house. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of risks to a for sale by owner in today's market. That's a little different than it was ten years ago. Right. Let's we've talked about the seller side. Let's talk about the buyer side. The market that we've seen over over the past year or or so, uh, probably a couple of, of years been really tough on on buyers their buying power has been reduced because the price of the property has has increased how is that gonna how is the market in 2019 going to to impact buyers i think i think on the buyer side it's going to start getting a little better for for buyers the the multiple offer deal that we we're going through will slow dramatically uh buyers will be back in a back in a position that they'll be in a little bit more control you know they Back back in the in the last buyer's market, that that was a time that a buyer could get uh, assistance and closing costs. It could get a little bit more control on the price strategies. Mm-hmm. I see some of that returning. And let's let's talk about interest rates. So a lot of buyers don't really realize that the interest rate has a huge impact on their affordability. We've seen interest rates as low as what were they three three and a half percent a year or so ago, right? Whereas now they're five five and a half, and uh, kind of moving within that that realm. So from the buyer's perspective, how does that interest rate? How's that going to affect their their buying power? Well, just in, in the in the last interest rate increase that we had, you could you could have somebody that that well qualified for a, for a property in the in the low threes, that under the same same conditions with a higher interest rate are now in the high twos. Mm-hmm. The higher the rate, the less buying power you have, and that's that's just the unseen marvel where it's going to go. People need to be aware of that. I, I wanted to thank you for joining us, taking time out of your busy busy uh, busy day. I know as a, a broker and, and leader of a of an office as, as large as yours, you've got. Uh, probably tons of, of tasks that you need to perform on a daily basis. So we appreciate you for taking the, the time to come out and, and talk with us. To our listeners, if you have any questions or, or need help buying or selling, you can visit Kirk at KirkMcDonaldRealtors.com. You can also give Kirk a call at 817-366-9111. And Kirk, what's your email in case a, uh, in case some of our listeners want to email you? My email is Kirk at KirkMcDonaldRealtors.com. Dot com and my phone number is 817-366-9111.
Kirk, I want to thank you again for joining us on the podcast. If you have any questions, I encourage you to reach out to Kirk. Thank you and have a great day.